Welcome back, friends, to our podcast, Cheeky Vibe, Peaceful Life. My name is Lauren Mazadonsky, and today I have a special guest. Um, unfortunately, COVID's kind of hit a little close to home with my partner, Michelle, and her husband. So just, you know, keep them in your thoughts and prayers right now as they're recovering, and hopefully she will be back with us soon. Um, another thing before I get into who our special guest co-host with me today is, um, this week, also is our one year anniversary, which I can't wait to get to uh, celebrate that with Michelle because, you know, going through this year, we had so many opportunities that we could have given up and we just kept pushing through and connecting with so many amazing women, even recording during lockdown. So this lovely lady coming back to join me today was our most listened to interview. So I was so excited just to have her back because when we recorded was actually uh, pre-COVID and pre the lockdown and all of that. So I know she has had a lot going on this year before we got started. So welcome, Mandy. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me, um, especially during your anniversary week. Like how exciting is that? Congratulations to you guys. Oh, thank you. I know. That's why we were so excited to have you come back and just get to chat with us. Um, did you have a good Thanksgiving? I did. It was different. It was much different. Um, it was my first Thanksgiving without my parents, like ever. So that was different. Um, but my oldest son was in quarantine from school. So it just to keep everybody safe and obviously moving forward to Christmas, like that's the last thing I want is anybody, you know, in the hospital during Christmas. So we just kept it low key here. Um, just the kids and my fiance and I, and obviously you can see in the background, we're in the middle of a home renovation. So it was different. Like everything about it was kind of crazy, but um, it definitely made you appreciate like getting together with your family more. So I know next year when we're together, I'll, I'll definitely be more grateful for that day. Oh, I totally agree. My kids and I, we took the morning um, and we FaceTimed everyone in my family or we like went through the grandparents and my brother and my aunt in Florida and you know, just try to take that time, you know, get to see their faces since it, it looked different. Um, but it was nice just to have a little slower pace. We didn't have to do a ton of running around. So that was something that made me slow down and really in, enjoy that a little bit more. Um, so what about school? How, how is that looking for you? Oh, well, school is different this year. Um, up until this point, I'm, I am like super hands-on in my classroom. My kids are always working together. We're always like in groups. We're on the floor together. You know, we're playing things and using the same manipulatives and playing games. And so for me this year, the biggest thing has been kind of revamping my teaching. Um, I'm almost as bad as the kids sometimes because I'm a hugger and I'm a toucher and I like to, you know, as I'm working with kids, like I might take their pencil, like things like that. So it's really kind of trained me to adapt in a situation where I definitely need to change you know, things up for the time being. So um, it's been rough, but I'll tell you, like, as far as the kids go, like, they're so resilient. Coming into this year, I feel like people were like, oh, I feel so bad for these kids. I feel so bad for these kids. Don't, because they're happy, and they're staying healthy, and they're doing the right thing. And honestly, like, they don't know any different right now. They're just happy to be there. And they, I mean, there's nothing to feel, to feel bad about them for. If anything, this is teaching them to adapt too and to change too and to realize that like, we do got to toughen up right now and this is just how it is. So um, there's nothing to feel bad at them, you know, for them for. They're doing a great job. Um, schools are doing a great job keeping everybody safe. It's just different. Um, no, I totally agree. My, 
my daughter originally all summer, she was like, mommy, please let me stay home. She was so just like not wanting to wear the mask and, and now she's fine. And now she's the opposite because her school's going remote and she's like, don't, I want to go to school. She's like, you know, and I do. I think a lot of kids need that. Um, have you been adjusting any ways like so that way they can connect that stinks if they can't, you know, play games and those normal things you like to do with them? It's day to day. I mean, honestly, like we're allowed to, they're allowed to work together for like 10 minutes if they keep their masks on and six feet apart, but we have a lot of kids in the classroom. So that's hard. Mm -hmm. um, we're, it's honestly day to day. When I get to something that, you know, might've been something that I had to in a group, either we, you know, switch it up or it's been a lot of learning for us too as teachers, but we, I just keep telling myself like, this is one year I can, it's not forever. I'm going to be able to go back to like my normal teaching style eventually. Um, I just, it, it's nice to be able to be in the school, but then obviously if we have to go virtual, we all knew that coming into this year, we all knew yeah, that that was yeah. a possibility. We all knew that that was probably going to come at some point, whether you're a teacher, you know, I have four kids myself, so I'm a parent as well. We all knew it was coming. So I just think that right now, while we do need to do what's best for kids, we also need to do what's going to keep kids and teachers safe and healthy right now, because Obviously, I can't be a mom or a teacher if I'm locked up in the hospital. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I need to do what I need to do for my kids and my class, but also my kids here too. So I think schools are, are just trying their best right now. And, and I think there has been a new appreciation for those that are working in the schools. I know for me, even as a teacher, um, I'm so much more appreciative for everybody that's in the building, you know, whether you're a teacher, or a counselor, you know, a therapist, whatever it is that you're doing, just because I know how hard it is right now. Well, something else that you said just kind of stuck out. Um, and it was one of the questions we talked about before. But so how has that helped you even um, in your other on your other business, um, just kind of staying positive and remembering that this isn't going to be forever and kind of just more, you know, that forward focused mindset. I think, I mean, whether it's with school or my family as a mom or my Rodan and Fields business, I think that we just have to keep remembering, like we just said, like, this is not forever. So where do I want to be as a mom, as a teacher, you know, with my Rodan and Fields business? Where do I want to be when this is over? Obviously, we don't want to move that. backwards. And so you have to keep reminding yourself, what can I do today? Because there's not much that we can control right now. I feel like everything about our life is like so out of control. And as somebody that is very controlling <laughs> I like to have control of situations mm -hmm. and I get super anxious when I feel like I have no control I just try every single day in all aspects of my life to like control what I can what yep. what can I do today that I'm going to end up you know on the positive end of things when this is over that's not going to move me backwards no I totally agree that's always been one of my uh favorite quotes when I'm if I'm struggling with my anxiety. I'm like, control the controllable. And that's all we can do. And like you said, so much of it feels out of our control right now. But no, I, I love that. Um, what changes did you make with your business? Or how are you helping your, your team continue that same mindset of, you know, more forward focused, positive? Well, I think with Rodan and Fields, like for me, um, that's something that I added into my life, obviously in addition to teaching, because teaching is truly where my heart is, but um, financially, as a single mom at the time of four kids, like I needed something more. So this business has really 
it, you know, given me the opportunity to give to my family and the kids, like everything that they need on top of what my teaching income gives us. So, um, as far as like my team and everybody else, the same thing, like so many people are losing jobs right now or spouses are losing jobs. So I think, a a secondary income, that supplemental income is more important than ever right now because at the drop of a hat, um, you might be in a situation where your income is temporarily taken away. So I think right now, just having that idea of having that secondary income, it is it's so important for all of us because we don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Oh, and again, yeah. so much is out of our control. This is something that we can control and we can continue to move forward when the rest of the world kind of seems like it's going back. So um, that's something that we're constantly trying to tell my team and constantly just trying to tell each other too, even when it gets to the point where they're kind of sucky times, like this is something that you can control. You can control the business, your business. So what are you going to do about it today? And um, especially that you guys have that support of each other. So just knowing, you know, if someone's having a, a crappy day, it's nice to know that you can go to your team and have that support and just show love on them to, to continue to stay positive and forward focused. Um, so what has this year taught you about yourself? Oh my gosh, probably a lot. So I am pretty impatient normally. And like I said, I, I have, I've suffered and dealt with anxiety for as long as I can remember. So about everything, not just like my kids, health, like you name it, I'm anxious over it. So, um, it's kind of made me have to kind of face that head on, you know what I mean? Like really look at myself and think like, okay, I'm feeling anxious over this. What can I do about it? Or I'm impatient over this. What can I do about it? The unknown has always scared the crap out of me. Like I mm -hmm. hate that idea of unknown. And I feel like that we've had to all face that a lot. Like, are we going back to school? Are we going remote? Are we, you know, not going to have an income, you know, in this part of, our life right now or are we go you know what I mean like there's just so much unknown so I think having to face that and deal with it and realize like this is just something you have to face in life what are you going to do so um that obviously if you're able to really step back and realize like the parts of you that you can grow through this um I think that you really we all can we all can learn and grow through this like I was reading a quote the other day I actually reposted it but it said something like for being the worst year, you know, of a lot of our lives, um, we've all grown. Like if you step back and realize how much you've grown, you've probably grown exponentially right now, like oh, in yeah, different areas of self-growth. So, you know, I think if we all step back, we can all appreciate that because we're all coming out a little stronger. We're all coming out a little bit more appreciative. We're all grateful for like the tiny things that we might be overlooked before, such as sitting at Thanksgiving dinner with your parents or, you know, walking outside without your mat, mouth covered up, like things yeah, that you yeah. just weren't even aware of before. Um, you are more grateful for now. Going to school, like that's a huge one. So I think if we step back and realize like, yeah, this sucks right now. And yeah, we don't really know when it's going to end. But what do we have, like the parts of us that have changed and that we've realized that we can be grateful for? And I think giving yourself a little grace through those, the days that are harder. Cause I feel like this year more than ever, it's like waves of emotions. Some days I'm just, you know, anxious so much. It just makes you exhausted. So oh, I feel for like sure. I agree. I totally agree. And, and 
stepping back, like you said, and just giving yourself grace in all aspects of your life, like as a mom, as a teacher, as a leader, like as a coach, whatever it is, just stepping back and being like, it's okay to not be okay right now. Yes, for sure. Um, so I see that you are getting a new car. Yes. What our, is that about? Okay. So our Rodian and Fields team just earned our first Mercedes-Benz. They have a really great program where um, once you hit a certain spot in your business as a team, you get a car. And, you know, to be a mom of four and not have to have a car payment is amazing. Huge. Yes. Congrats. So, That's awesome. Yes. And it's great because it's something that you truly have to earn as a team. It's not something that one person can earn on their own. It is something mm -hmm. that like people have to collectively come together to earn. And lots of times, once you earn one, the other ones start adding up because in order to earn that one, you, every single person has to kind of push their business forward. So because you're pushing your business forward, obviously you get closer to those big goals like a car too. So I love it. I love the excitement behind it. I love coming together as a team. I love showing other people that this is possible. Like I love all of it. And it's not something that I ever saw for myself coming into this because I truly just wanted to like pay for what I was already using. And that was it. Like as you know, a mom, you, you feel yeah. bad that mom where you can save money. Oh my gosh. Anywhere. So I was like, just happy to be paying for what I was already using. So this was not something that I saw for myself, but, um, obviously here we are. So I am so proud of my team and everything that it stands for. And it's so much more, it truly is so much more than a car. Like it stands for so much and I couldn't be more proud of them. Yeah. And that all, uh, that makes it, like you said, just more grateful for all of it when you know what is the kind of like the meaning of that. Um, right. So what is one of your big goals for 2021? As far as my business goes, you mean? You, personal, family, whatever. Oh, oh my gosh, so many things. Well, um, I hope that we can just get through, as a teacher, I just want to be able to get through the year. I hope that, you know, if we do go remote, it's not forever. I love my class. So obviously, like, I want to spend as much time with them as possible. As a mom, I hope that I can continue to just be whatever it is that my kids need day to day, whether it's a shoulder or an ear or um, whatever it is, whatever they need me to be. I think like I go to bed at night sometimes and I'm like, please just let me be a better version of myself tomorrow than I was today. Whatever that means, even if I think I nailed it that day, like I still want to give them more the next day. Um, I realize that we all have crappy days and there's oftentimes I go to bed and I'm like, wow, I sucked today as a parent, but being able to reflect on that and what can I give them that's more than I was today, tomorrow is huge. Um, for my business, I really want to be able to show the other girls on my team what this can do for them too. I think they see it. It's easy to see. I watch other people. Um, earn cars and stuff before me and it was great and I was excited and I was inspired by it but every single one of them can do these same things and I want them to push to be able to see it too um so that that's my biggest thing I want I want to be able to give to other people through this opportunity what it's given me and you know give that to their family and their kids and, and themselves ultimately like they deserve this so I want them to be able to see that and hopefully help get them to those big goals and dreams that they have for themselves. 
Well, that leads me into another thing I can tell plays a big part in it because you and Aaron, um, just watching you guys on social media, you guys seem just very connected and, you know, just like in this, like such a good duo together. So tell me a little bit about that and how it's kind of helped you grow, um, you know, just in all areas. Well, Erin and I have been friends since we were two. Um, our oh, moms wow, are best okay. friends. Yes. So they live, our parents live next, like two houses up from each other. So we have been friends since we were two. And um, our moms are best friends. Like they are together every single day. Our kids are best friends. Like our lives completely overlap. And when I say this, like I mean it wholeheartedly. Like she is the yin to my yang. Everything I am or I am not, she is and vice versa. Like it's crazy how much we are alike, but at the same time we are alike and it just balances um, perfectly. I can, she joined Rodan and Fields two months after I did. And I can also 110% say that I would not be where I am today without her. Like I just want it. I come up with the crazy ideas and I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to do this and this and this and this and this. And she's the one that's like, gets it done. Um, but she balances me very well, not just in business but as a friend and I think that's why we do well together in business because it's not just a business relationship it truly is a friendship on top of it um, and that's what started it so I think that that that's you know why we work well together she's on her way to earning her car too like we're we're doing her Ben's run now and so it's super exciting to see both of us be able to do this together. I appreciate it so much more knowing that, you know, she's right there by my side every step of the way. And she's also that friend that, you know, when I have the crappy days, I call her up and she'll listen. She'll hear me out, but she'll also tell me like, okay, now it's time for you to get over yourself. Like she's very good at the tough gives love you, thing. Yeah, the tough love. <laughs> yes. And I need that. Like yeah, I need it. somebody to look at me and tell me you're better than this or you're worth more than this. Like you need to get over yourself, quit crying about it and realize like, this is what you need to do to give yourself this because I see more in you. And, and I think that's important. I think it's important to have those people in your life that are like not willing to settle for you. You know what I mean? They're not going to let you settle because they're not willing to settle for you. And she is absolutely that person. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I can just say from watching you guys on social media, you definitely see it. Um, and I'm sure your team appreciates you both as leaders because you guys shine. Um, I know another topic we talked about in our first one. So I want to see if you've been gotten better about this, if you know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> do, I bet I do. Self-care. So you kind of mentioned need, is that what you were thinking? Did you know I, I was going to say that? It was. <laughs> it was. So I am going to call you out for a second because um, before quarantine like I was obviously always watching you and I've danced my whole life like that's what my first degree is in so I've always been very active and I've always been very into like fitness and moving you know I've been a ballerina my whole life so um I've always watched you and I've always wanted to do the things that you do when it came to working out and stuff like that but it wasn't until you came to me and offered it to me and I was like okay I'm gonna do it um because I probably wouldn't have came to you I honestly like I watched and I knew I should have. And I kept saying in my heart, like, I really need to reach out to her, but I just, I don't know. So when you reached out to me and I actually did that one round with you guys, I, I felt better. I felt so much better. And so during quarantine, I was on top of it. Um, then it kind of, once I went back to school, went off, but here I am, I'm back. I went to the doctor 
for anxiety and um, talked to the doctor about that. But she also said, are you working out every day? And I said, I was, and I was doing so well. And I, but I kind of slipped off because of school, like going back to school, obviously change in routine, made things more difficult. I wasn't about to get up at four in the morning. Like that just wasn't for me. Four kids, eight year olds all day, oh, like yeah. not, would not have been well, worked out well. So, but once I got back on track, you know, to finding that me time, like making sure that, you know, I'm, I'm going to school, I leave for school, Alex is on the bus at 7.30 and I am out the door, I'm home at four, but then we're out the door by five to go to basketball, dance, karate, soccer, whatever it is. But um, I always like to have that excuse of like, oh, I just, I don't have time. But now I drop them off where I need to go. I run home, do a 20 minute workout, takes 20 minutes, that's it, 20 minutes. And then I'm back out the door. So just making sure that like, I carve that time in to, because it does. Like I need that release. Isn't it crazy release. what it does? Like it just, yeah. it makes you feel so much better. And even if it is just 10 minutes, like sometimes I don't even have time for 20 minutes. Sometimes yep. it's 10 minutes, but just taking that time for myself. Um, it honestly, like putting my phone down, putting business aside, putting school aside, and even telling the kids like stay upstairs for 10 minutes, just give me 10 minutes um, is so important. So that I do feel better about. I'm still not so good at the meditating thing. I try, I try. My brain just does not like to turn off. It truly doesn't. It's a problem. I know it. And I know that that's something else I need to work through. But baby steps, I'm working through it. I'm finding myself time, you know, even just to give myself 20 minutes a day without giving myself to somebody else, whether it's my students, my kids, my team, but just take 20 minutes or even Joe, like 20 minutes that I'm giving myself to me, um, I feel like is super important. And, and I, and I, like I said, I stepped off track, but I, I also recognize that I stepped off track and then, you know, was able to fix it. So hopefully we can keep it going. Oh, good. I love that. Uh, and I think too, you know, when you're remembering that you do need that you time, it feels better than when you can give to everyone else, you know? Cause you have a lot of people you're giving to. Well, and I feel like that quote, it's so true. And I know it's so cliche and we probably look over it when people post it, but like you can't pour from an empty cup and it's true. Like there are days where I go to bed and I'm like, oh my God, I've given every last ounce of myself to everyone else to where, like you said earlier, like you are emotionally exhausted. And I think being mm -hmm. emotionally exhausted and mentally exhausted is worse than physical. Like I could run 20 miles. I, I couldn't, I really couldn't. I hate running. But <laughs> what I'm saying is like, I feel like I'm more tired on those days than I am if I were to go, you know, on a 20 mile bike ride, because you just, you have nothing left. Like you just feel depleted. And then on top of it comes that sense of like, like on top of being depleted on that, just that sense of like, this like weight, you know what I mean? Of feeling like you're not giving everybody enough of you because you're just so spread thin. And I think that comes from you not giving yourself anything. Not oh, I totally not, agree. Yeah. Not necessarily that you're not giving your kids enough or your husband enough or, you know, your friends enough, but just the fact that like, you're not giving yourself enough in order to appreciate what you're giving everybody else. Yeah, I think that takes time as a mother too to realize that's that's not being selfish. Like you have to be okay. And it's interesting that you said that about anxiety too. Um, I talked about it on a couple episodes ago that that was something I had to do this year was get back. I take medicine like 
for anxiety. And it was something that I had to get back to mm -hmm. um, just because all of the layers of this year being different just brought that back. And if I didn't get that under control and put those, those habits that I have to remember is my morning routine is like my fuel. And that is something that holds me together. Um, and I know when I kind of got out of that because of the stress of, you know, just going back to work and trying to figure out what this new normal looked like, it was so much easier when you're mentally exhausted to sleep in, but it was so weird. I did it for one week, got back to my normal morning routine. And I was like shocked at how much more energy I had. That's because you had something to compare it to, too, though. Yeah. You know what I mean, you had, you had this week before as something to compare it to. And it's funny that you said like about the anxiety, like getting back on. I actually just got back on my anxiety medicine and it, it's such a cliche thing to talk about because I feel like so, not cliche, but I, like taboo. Like people don't want to talk about it and people don't want to admit yeah. like I need. I didn't even want to get back on it because I was just like, I felt like, oh, do I, is there something wrong with me if I do this? But I felt yes, so much better. Not, yes. And here's like, the thing. Paralyzing. I, Yes, I was on um, anxiety medicine all through college, and I got off of it, and I felt like I was controlling myself, but clearly I wasn't, because it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and for whatever reason, I think that's that, that little bit of control freak in you. You're like, I, can, I don't need any help. Mm -hmm. I can do this myself, but then when I realized, like, that's crazy. It's okay to admit that I can't do it for myself. And if it was my friend that was doing this, like if it was my friend that was needing the help and not taking it or not openly admitting that they needed it, I'd be upset with them, right? Because mm -hmm. you can't be the best version of you unless you take care of you, whatever that means. So once I got back on it, like it took a couple of weeks, but I feel better. Am I a hundred percent better? I no, probably not, but I'm better than I was. And it's so that's funny amazing. because why were we, why are you embarrassed to, to say I'm taking this step forward to take care of myself? Like, I don't understand why we get so stubborn about that, whether it is a pill or whatever it is that you need, as long as you're doing it in a healthy way, you know, that you can improve yourself to improve the lives of people around you. Like, I felt like it was to the point where like, I, I wasn't even being a good parent to my kids. I was anxious all the time. I was yelling. I was just like ready to burst. And because I was too stubborn to admit that I needed to take care of what I needed to take care of. Oh, so it's I totally agree. And I think people are, are definitely feeling that. Um, cause yeah, I felt the same and oh, it was just, it was paralyzing. It made me just not feel like when you don't feel like yourself and you want to be doing all these, you know, things that make you feel good or even just the moving forward with your business or whatever, you're so held back. So I was glad that I, and I was kind of, it was scary for me to talk about it at first on the podcast, but I was glad I was open about it because if any of our listeners are feeling that way, like I don't want them to ever be afraid, first of all, to find the support you need, like whether it's friends or reaching out to me, if you don't have anyone to talk to, like we need the support and to not be afraid to do, to talk to our doctor if that's what we need to do to move forward, to feel better. Cause this isn't, obviously COVID isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Right. And I think too, I think maybe sometimes we feel like we don't want to turn to medicine or anything because it's like a sign of quote unquote being weak. But I think that it takes a stronger person to admit that that's what they need. Like mm -hmm. that's showing strength. You know what I mean? Um, 
like this is what I need to be the best version of myself. That takes a lot of strength in order to admit and then actually do something about. So I, I kind of wish, and, and again, I felt that way. You just said you felt that way. Um, but now that I feel better, I realize like that being strong isn't not admitting what you need. Like being able to say like, I'm stronger than this. Well, no, I'm strong in the sense that admitting that this is what I need to do for myself. Exactly. And, now I, and I'm glad that I just put it out there and said it because now it's like, if anyone ever hears me talk about it, or if I talk about it on my social media, my stories or, or whatever, I just want people to know that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. When we don't so talk about these things, that's how people feel. And if you don't have that support network or, you know, kind of like us getting out of our own way to just say, you know what, I'm going to take my medicine again so I can feel good and be the better version of myself. Um, so I was kind of glad that I just sucked it up and put it out there because I do, I just think it's important to people to know that they're just not alone, especially this year when we're stuck, you know, in our houses more, we're not doing as much. Um, I just think that can be more anxiety, even just not being around people. That's even like you said before we even started how much I'm a hugger, you're a hugger, all of that looks different. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you said that too, that we, we both just feel the same and we're both doing what we can just to keep pushing forward and um, just be that better version of ourselves. So Mandy, I appreciate you so much for coming on and joining me today. Um, and like I said, you are our most listened to interview of the year. Um, and you are such a kind soul. Like I appreciate you so much. And you just always putting that positivity out there on social media. I think people really need it right now. Well, thank you. And I feel the exact same way about you and I appreciate you and Michelle for even allowing me to, to share. I love coming on here. I love talking. Like even after the last time, the more, like I left Michelle's house that last time and I like felt better. Like I just felt better talking. So yeah. I think I appreciate that, you know, from you guys as well. So thank you. Well, thank you. And for all of our friends listening today, don't forget to take a screenshot when you're listening, tag us. We love to see it. And don't forget to share these episodes that touch you, that you get value um, because you guys sharing is how we grow. And we are always looking to connect with more like-minded friends uh, to spread the love. So thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon.